Okay, welcome to episode five. four. Five? 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 Wow, crazy. Man. Wait. Time is moving along here. Of Below Average Movie Critics, starring Tarun, Mikhail, and John. Indeed. Tarun is... This is our first official Below Average Movie Critics. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've launched a soft coup of the podcast here. Indeed. I've taken over recording and uploading duties. Yeah. We're at a, we're at a new recording studio being held hostage by Tarun. Uh, yeah, they're currently indeed. being tied to their chairs. Indeed. I can't, I'm trying to get out, but... I just want yeah. to go home. I know. No, you'll go home once you finish the podcast, John. Damn it. Damn it. Okay, I'll be good. Well, Tarun has right. gone from not being in the podcast name to being the... To being the, the for the first name on our list of introductions. Yeah, this so, is. Uh, but enough about that. This Indeed. is a new Guys, era. We forgot. We forgot. This is this is our first emergency podcast. Emergencies. Right. right. We, if we knew how to make cool sound effects, there would be a siren going yes. right now. There is in, in ima- imagine in your head a siren. Right. In two years, when I've learned how to do editing of podcasts, I will go back and retroactively <laughs> add sound effects to this, this episode. This this episode will be lit. Yeah. The, the other major change about this podcast is that this is the first one we're trying something called an outline. I believe this might be a breakthrough in the history of podcasts. This is I don't, I don't think other podcasts usually have a structure when they go in and we're gonna record. We're going to see how it works, but if it goes well... We're gonna patent it, I think. Yeah, I think so. This is yeah. like, yeah, I mean, this is bankable. This is pretty, money, money in the bank, right here. Yeah. Money in the bank. This is a pretty big word. I had to, I had to, I had to have to and like, you know, really explain the concept and outline to me. Yeah. Like this is, this is, this is new. It's a big word. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I fully get it still. No, we'll, 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 we'll try it out. We'll see how, how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So as usual, I guess spoiler warning for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet. We're going to be spoiling the hell out of Captain Marvel. Captain uh, yeah, Marvel. starring. Starring Goose the Cat. Starring, Starring Goose, the, Goose cat, the Cat. And some friends. And yes. friends. And associated people who aren't very helpful. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, so let's uh, run over the plot of this movie. Yeah. So, so quick quick synopsis. Yeah. So, all right. So the movie starts out with Brie Larson as a member of something called Star Force, which is some kind of intergalactic... Should we use... Should we, should we use the character name in case people don't know the actress? Right. Starring... Uh, uh, she's known as Veers. Carol Damp. Well, well, she's known as Veers at this point. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she is part of this like military arm with the Korea Empire called Star Force, and she has some kind of amnesia that prevents her from remembering what, what her prior life was before yeah. she joined Star Force. But just, I mean, quick on Star Force. Just, I mean, funny how funny how life and funny how life and movies are sort of intersecting with. Aren't they making Star Force a real thing? Isn't that oh, yeah. Yeah, Trump is making a star... He's making Star Force. Space Force? I think Space Force. That's Space Force? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously he got... It'll a, probably be as cool as the Marvel version. Yeah. Obviously yeah. he got a pre-release of this movie and <laughs> right. got some ideas. Right, yeah. right, right. Indeed. But carry on. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Veers, as she's known, is part of this Star Force, and they get sent on a top-secret mission to an alien planet to retrieve a spy... Um, along with Jude Law as Yon Rog, who yeah. is her superior and yeah. slightly shady mentor. Um, and the mission goes horribly wrong, and uh, she is captured by the Kree's enemy, the Skrull. And the yeah. Skrull are shapeshifters. Yeah. Neat. So, like, a, bi- a big part of this movie is, like, it's and set against the backdrop of this intergalactic, like, Kree versus Skrull kind of thing that's, like, battle has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Um, we're, in- we're introduced on the Kree side, so... Mm-hmm. At this point in the movie, foreshadowing. At this point in the movie, <laughs> the scrolls are the the evil, the evil shapeshifters. Right. I would like you know scrolls. 
shape-shifting aliens, but also Australian. Yeah, they all have Australian accents. Yeah, I guess, yeah, their home world must be a barren outback. To any of our fans in Australia, we apologize for two To our fans in Australia, your accents are terrible. Change your ways whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think it's time to institute. I'm fine. I think it's time to institute another two. I'm fine estranging our Australian fans. Okay. Yeah. All right, your accents are gross. All right, I'll, me, 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 and Nikhil love. It. We love Australia. Austra- Australian, the great food. Australian accents are, are great. Big yeah. fan of Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Big fan of Chris and Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Wow. Maybe, 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 maybe they're from New Zealand, but yeah. they're similar. Well, they're Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So, come on, yeah, Jackman. I guess they oh can't, they can't all be bad. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Oh, wow. I will just say I like Australia. I just hate the accents. That's yeah. all I'm wow. saying. All right. Uh, wow. Enough so of this. Let's all move right. on from right. my Australian vendetta. Let's move on before before we before we revolt against Tarun. Before we reach into dangerous territory. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, so okay, so Veers gets captured by the scroll, and she gets sort of mind probed by them for a while, and it turns out that she might have some memories that are highly relevant to the Kree Scroll War, which she hasn't been able to access so far because of her amnesia. So she gets taken to Earth, where she breaks free of the scroll. Well, she doesn't. She escapes to Earth. She right. Yeah. So the cause the scroll take her in captivity to Earth. She breaks free of the scroll. She was in orbit mm. around Earth. And Crash Lands in a blockbuster. blockbuster. Remember the 90s, guys. Yes. And here's where we launch into the 90s portion of the movie. <laughs> this, this is where we launch into Marvel just shoving the fact that it's 1995 down. <laughs> blockbuster. Blockbuster. Radio Shack. Marvel just Hook. waterboards you with your 90s nostalgia yeah. right over your face. Yeah. Um, remember how long it took for CDs to load, guys? Remember, wow. Uh, remember Alta Vista? Wow, yeah. the internet cafes? Remember. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah, so she like crashed into the 90s and meets up with a younger Nick Fury played by a CGI'd Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Like, he basically he looks like younger in this movie than he did in Pulp Fiction. Right, it's like, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. the CGI like, here is, is so yeah. good. Props props to Marvel. Props yeah. to Marvel. They got it right. Um, and they all, he, there's also a CGI de-aged Phil Coulson. Played by Clark Gregg. I don't know if they even D8 like, <laughs> <laughs> like Phil Coulson. I think they just put Clark. They just put Clark Gregg in there, and we're like, and he they're like should they were like should we DH him too? We're like uh, people 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 probably won't remember yeah. him well enough. Um, in the script, it said like act young. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Say young words. Yeah. Um. So she meets up with uh, them. And they are chased by and chasing scrolls. It kind of goes like buddy cop movie kind of feel for a while with yeah. her and Sam Jackson right. trilling around L.A. So eventually she goes to an Air Force where Air Force Base where her uh, former mentor in when uh, I guess I'm getting a bit ahead here. So there's someone that the scroll trying to chase called Lawson, and it turns out that Veers has some connection in her past to Lawson. Lawson works at the Air Force Base. They go to the Air Force Base and discover that, in fact, Veers used to be an Air Force pilot called Carol Danvers. Mm. Surprise, surprise, she was actually human, to, to no one's surprise. I was being sarcastic in case that wasn't clear. It was a big surprise to me. Okay, okay. Well, Nikhil was shocked. I was cool. shocked. I'm what? Glad, I'm glad you didn't I, 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 was, I was... Wait. The main character of Captain Marvel was Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time? What? I really thought they were Dang. just setting up for... Well, I guess I guess we should another twist should... by the great mind of Kevin Feige. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I was going to say something about the cat, but I figured we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. Well, let's 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 let, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I think this is actually where we meet the cat. I think it's at the Air Force Base. 
So while so we're cute. here, we meet the main character of the movie, Goose the Goose. Cat. Yeah, fine. Goose. Um, and the squirrels are all kind of freaked out by him, which, as we'll find out later, is because Goose is not actually a cat. <laughs> yeah, we, you know what? We put a spoiler on, but like, we won't over-spoil. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's pretty funny because at this point, we don't think Goose is anything more than the cat. And Sam Jackson, Sam L. motherfucking Jackson, <laughs> is like overcome with like how cute it's the cat is. It's a yeah. cute cat. Indeed. It's a great cat. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, so they're at the Air Force Base, they get chased by the Skrull, and, uh, let's see, so what happens next? After the Air Force Base, um, I think they, like, they take the plane, go to, uh, her old friend? Right, they take it, they, they, on a, on a prototype of the Quinjet, the oh, shield Quinjet. I didn't catch that. They fly out of the Air Force Base, and, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Mm. And they fly out of the Air Force Base and go meet, uh, Carol Danvers' old co-pilot. <laughs> Maria Rambo. Yes. Maria Rambo played by uh, Lashana Lynch. Yeah. And, um, Which we didn't just look up. We're so. definitely not looking at the IMDb page. Don't worry about, about we're, we're professionals here. We're yeah. professionals. She, she, yeah. she, she did a good job. Like, I, like, I thought, like, like, I want to see her in more movies. Yeah. She did a she good job really in this role. Yeah. She, she, like, she was very much like the no-nonsense, kind of badass, like, pilot character. Yeah. You've seen, like, Top Gun or something. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so we're in Louisiana. Right. And the squirrel come and, like, talk with Carol Danvers and reveal that, hey, we're actually the good guys. The crew are the bad guys. They're not the good guys, per se, but they're not as bad as they're made out to be. Right. The crew are basically, like, hunting down, killing them at this point in the war. And they're just trying to get away and find a home of their own. And so this chief scroll villain, who's been chasing Carol Danvers this whole movie, played by Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. Australian. He's Australian. Tarun. Gross accent. Yeah. Oh, come on. So for some reason, they allowed him to keep his native accent. I don't know why. Wow. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh So he, he comes to her and says, hey, we need your help. We need your help to find this lightspeed engine that Lawson was working on before she died. And Lawson, it turns out, was a Cree agent called Marvell. Oh. Not Marvell. <coughs> Marvell. Yeah. So. Cough, cough. Yes. So it turns out that her lab, Marvell's lab, was in space orbiting the Earth. And so the whole crew, um, Maria and Carol and Samuel L. Jackson and the scroll leader and the cat. And Goose. And Goose. Most importantly. Critically. Critically. Goose. Uh, flying to orbit to the uh, lab. Where I, did, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't realize that movie. Like, yeah, they had like. They, you know, they they were picking people who they who they thought, man, we need these people to come to space to us to retrieve the ship, and they were like, I mean, let's bring the cat. <laughs> At this point, they didn't know he was a flurkin. I think. I think that. I think the cat. They didn't realize yeah. was a stowaway on board. Cat like snuck on. Like they were like, oh, the cat's oh. Here. isn't there that scene where the, the ship is accelerating and they look behind their that's, they're that's, meow? That's yeah. the Quinjet. Oh, okay. For the for the for the spaceship, they were like, they all looked they all looked at each other. and were yeah. like, I mean, he's an yeah. essential member of this crew. This crew. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's he's basically the leader. Really. He's basically yeah. an honorary Avenger at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, like I mean, he's the first Avenger. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're like you know like uh, the Carol Danvers' friend also has a daughter who mm-hmm. they don't bring along. Right. But they bring the cat along. They, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting decision. So, anyway, so they reach the ship, and they find the lightspeed engine that Marvel is working on, but it turns out that Jan Rog's crew of Kree agents has found them on the ship, and is ca- and now captures them all. Mm. So now what happens is that 
Carol Danvers' consciousness is plugged into the Supreme Intelligence, which is a Kree AI sort of overlord. And the Supreme Intelligence has been basically suppressing her powers and memories and things while she's been a member of the Kree. Um, and things are looking pretty grim. You know, the rest of the crew is captured by the Kree. They're about to be, like, thrown out of the airlock into space. Um, and this is the critical character moment for Carol Danvers, where she has to realize that her powers don't actually come from the Kree. They come from the explosion of the, co of the uh, lightspeed engine that uh, Marvel is working on. So we see in a flashback that um, Carol Danvers was piloting this ship with Marvel. And it was the the lightspeed engine was on it, I believe, or near it. I think it was like powering. It was power it was powering the ship, right? And yeah. they got shot down by Jude Law's character, Jan Rog. Um, and that is where and there's an explosion on of the engine, and that's where she loses her memory. But she also gets imbued with the power of the core, which we find out is actually the Tesseract. Uh, one aka one of the Infinity Stones. Um, so yeah, so she basically realizes that her power doesn't come from the Kree, and she taps into her own innate power and fights the Supreme Consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit happens. Yeah, she just saves goes, the day. She Bunch goes to town on the, the Kree. She, kinda, she goes full glow. Goes full glow. Yeah. Um, goes full mohawk. Goes full mohawk, which is... Super Saiyan, basically. Uh, great, look, great look. Which yeah. is, honestly, the best, like... Honestly, she has the best, like, power-up costume. She just, like, goes, like, yeah. full, like, full outlaw mohawk, like, bandit. Yeah. Which is great. But, yeah. So, yeah, and then she destroys a couple of spaceships sent by the Kree to attack. Um, she has, like, resolved her conflict with her past. She realizes who she is. And she flies off into deep space with the scroll to help them find a new home. Uh, yeah. Oh, and also Goose, 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 Goose swallows the Tesseract. Oh, yeah. Also, Goose, the cat we discover... Probably like the strongest character we've seen in the universe so far. Mm -hmm. Basically, just uh, like out of his mouth, you think he's just an innocent cat, but like he has these powers. Where he shoots tentacles out of his mouth and just kills people and eats them. Yeah. Um, Turns out he's something called a flurkin. Is that right? Yeah, I think a flurkin. Yeah. He he even like eats he eats the tesseract. Like uh, we'll come back to it later, but he literally eats an infinity stone. Right. And just like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> all good. Yeah. But, all right. Alright, so that was a synopsis. Yeah, that was a synopsis, yeah. So let's, let's dive into the plot. So yeah. what did you guys think about the plot of Captain Marvel? What worked for you? What did not work for you? Um, the plot... I mean... I, you know, the plot, I think, would have been good if the year was 1995. And this movie came out. <laughs> um, if we had never seen a superhero movie before in our lives, exactly. that was good. Like maybe that maybe that's what they like. Maybe, maybe that's what the thought of the producers were. Like, let's pretend that the audience is also living in nineteen ninety five, and we can just like we can just reuse plots from every other superhero movie ever made. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it was, you know, it was fine. It was a superhero's journey, but like the plot was just. It just felt amazingly uninspired. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, woman or like hero forgets their past, fights the like fights an enemy, but really the the enemy was their friend all along. Right. And then they have to overcome their mentor and realize their true power. And they have to realize the power within them all along. Yeah. Yeah. Do what needs to be done. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, like this has been done in. 
It's been done in it was done in Batman with uh oh, with, uh, with Raj Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. It was done in Spider Man with mm-hmm. Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. It was done in where the movies is done in. It's well, basically it's, done in X Men. Iron Man, he beats his like mentor in the state. Yeah, yeah. It's like honestly, these sort of these sort of twists are like. It, it, it's just like the twist is the twist has just become so boring that like a real the a real twist would be like if the villain was just the villain for the movie. <laughs> right yeah I I agree the twist is very predictable when yeah. it comes and I don't think anyone in the audience was like shocked like, oh my goodness game. yeah 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 I think like I kind of agree like the the plot story arc is like pretty uninspiring it's like a kind of run of the mill like superhero movie um, but that said though like. I think in some ways, like, the origin stories for a lot of the Marvel characters was like this. Like, Captain America, the first Avenger, had, like, the blandest storyline Yeah, it did. Ever. It did. Which, I actually, I actually had fun in that movie, but it did have a very bland, like, by-the-numbers kind of story. Yeah. yeah. So, I think, like... But then... Sorry, go... I'll out you on. Then I'll refute your... Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say, like, given that it's an origin story, and I kind of feel like... I mean, the main purpose of this movie, I think, is to introduce us to a character who's clearly going to have a big role in upcoming Marvel movies. Um... I think the goal of this movie was to, like, basically showcase to the audience how powerful of a character she was. And in that way, like, did I leave the movie thinking she's really powerful? Yes. Yeah. And so I think it kind of, like, accomplished its purpose. But the, it was more about, like, the end end of this purpose and, like, the journey to get there. Right. I, I still think... I think, you know, other superhero origin stories... I think this is one of the worst of, I've seen in Marvel. I, like... I think other hero, like, you know, maybe the stories aren't the most, like, maybe they're not, like, uh, like, M. Night Shyamalan level of, like, my, like, Sixth Sense, like, mind-blowing, but, like, they focus on and capture, they focus on and capture the character and put them in an interesting story, like, Captain America, he is the true blue, true blood American hero, and they, like, they put him in a plot where he can excel at being... The true blood American hero, um, Iron Man, is the sort of genius, the dream genius self like narcissistic billionaire who like can tech his way out of any situation. They put him in a situation where they excel at that. This movie, I don't, I like, I, I kind of get what they were trying to do for Marvel, but like they put her in a plot which is just like on a not even like it's not relevant to her character that much like mm. like you know this sort of like good like you know alien race is warring and then this alien race is actually the bad guy and these were the good guys so I, like it didn't like it's just so generic it's just so generic that it didn't it didn't lend to it didn't feel like it lent to her character yeah i think like if i can like try to kind of sum up what you're saying. There's no, like, thematic connection between her character and the plot. Yeah. Like, the thematic connection between Captain America and his movies is that he's the embodiment of American ideals. Yeah. He's always put in these situations where he has to, like, those ideals are tested. He has to like, overcome mm-hmm. issues related to the American ideal. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Captain America, like, the first, Captain America, the first fight was, like, he's literally fighting the Nazis. Right. Like, right. it literally, like, it does not get more right. American. Than and then Winter Soldier, 
he's living in a situation where the American government actually turns on him, right. and he has to mm-hmm. question whether it's more patriotic to like follow the government or to mm-hmm. you know live to live up to those ideals outside mm-hmm. of the government, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's fair. I guess in this one, like the like her arc is like her entire life, even parts that she doesn't remember, like she was like like because she was a woman, like she was not considered for being like a fighter pilot. She like when she had like a bunch of uh, like bullying in her childhood, and even when she was was a part of the Cree, like uh, a group of warriors, they had told her to like keep her emotions under check, which is something that people like people like, tell women a lot to do. Sure. And so she overcomes that, and she realizes that actually like her power comes from from that, and everyone was trying to hold her back. And so I think like that's her her character yeah, she, arc. Yeah. I think I I do agree though that like that arc is like not that related to like Cree versus Skrull or like what else is happening in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like maybe I guess what I'll say is like I think the the Plot is like not great, but I think her character arc is good. Maybe that's like maybe yeah, that's I a, think a it's just, just solid character arc in the movie. Yeah, but yeah. Also, just on the plot though, like I just sorry if it's sorry if I derail, but like it's all good. on the just on the plot of like not not only was it not serving her character well, the stakes didn't seem the stakes didn't seem high. Hmm. You can tell me that. I mean, if you told me, like, the stakes were, like, this one race is trying to exterminate this other race, I'd be like, those seem like pretty high stakes. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But in the movie, it was, it's almost like the actors themselves didn't believe that this was, this was real. And, like, you know, when Ta- when Talos was saying, like, they're going to exterminate my people, you were like, you were like, <laughs> like, I, I never felt like, oh, dear. <laughs> that's bad right yeah, that's true I think it has a jokey kind of muddled feeling throughout the movie yeah where you don't really feel like the gravity of what's happening is like a potential like massacre yeah because everyone's only being quips and under- undercutting what everyone else is saying like even the Ben Mills character who's kind of like the emotional core of this movie in right. some ways because he has a family and he's like fighting for survival of the scroll. even he is like always like making jokes about whatever situation they're in and, like, yeah yeah it just yeah it, oh, that's a good point I feel like it swung a little bit like I feel like Marvel, they toe the line of sort of like humor and humor and action and yeah. like, and sort of like epic stories, and I feel like this towed a little bit towards the humor side, and it was honestly, the movie was at very, at many points funny. Like yeah, yeah, I, I, I honestly laughed and I was like, but at the same time, I think they sacrificed some of the sort of. They sacrifice that epicness, that like, mm. you know, like, like one, like one, like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, don't, 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 I'm gonna bring up a DC movie here. Oh, uh, whoa. 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 please, please oh, forgive me. You're on thin ice here, John. All right, just, just one, just one, <laughs> prom, I promise. But like, my, a good example I think is like Wonder Woman, that like, uh-huh. Wonder Woman, like, you know, fighting in. I think it's World War. It's World War One. Um, like in the battlefield of World War One, she comes out as this gleaming hero amidst these soldiers who are like these soldiers who are just dying, and you're like, ugh. Like you can see the pain on the soldier's face. You can see the like the fr- you can see the weight of the situation, and when she just comes out as this glowing figure, it's just a moment. 
and you're like, yes, right, like this is it, like this, this like this is what a hero looks like. This mm-hmm. is the moments a hero shines, and I don't think there was ever a moment in this movie where I was honestly like, this is the moment. Like, I mean, obviously she went all glowy and like, <laughs> you know, powered up, but like, it wasn't in a moment where I was like, this is a moment where we need a hero. Mm, it right. was like, it was like she became a hero because the movie needed a conclusion. Right. <laughs> like if, if the if alien ship had been about to like, you know, wipe out like the US or something, or I don't know, that would have, maybe that is a bad example, but that would have given the movie some like stakes Against which she is fighting. Right? Well, even even if the alien, even if the scroll had like made, even if they had made, if the, even if they lent more towards like the scroll acting as if their their species was actually on the brink of extinction, mm-hmm. and not just telling us that, FYI, we're on the brink of extinction. I think that would have been. Yeah, I think yeah. that would have. I would have kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. and I almost like. like I think about the now that you mention it, like it could have almost had higher stakes by introducing us to the Skrull family earlier in the movie, right? Because I think when they introduced them, like I felt like like when they when they shot like the the dad, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit! Like is this a family reunion gonna get messed up? But they didn't introduce those stakes until way later, right? Right. That was deep in like Act Three of the movie, right? Yeah. And at that point, like you're you can't yeah. build up something important and then expect us totally. to care. Totally. Um, we've already seen like an hour and a half of the movie. Totally. Yeah. Like. They hid the fact that he, they 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 hid that fact when honestly he yeah. could have just said it in the beginning like I need to find my family like that okay that would have right. been more powerful than yeah. just like kind of more opaque like they're trying to wipe us out but they don't show us like even if even if like even if they had like a brief scene where there's a flashback where you see him narrating like all the terrible things that Kree had done to his people like yeah. that would have been more powerful than him saying like they're trying to wipe us out. Now let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. so we've talked for a while about like why, why the plot doesn't work. I think we really, yeah. really dug into that. Yeah. So I'm going to come in here with a couple of things that did work for me, which is A, I like that they really launch you at the beginning into this whole crazy space civilization of the Kree, yeah. where she's just the member of this like, military order and you have these cool powers. And right away, you're launching this like secret military mission where they have all these like, you know, different like diverse kind of like weapons are using and stuff i like that it was yeah there wasn't much like, explanation there but sometimes you don't need a lot of explanation yeah. it was just cool to be launched into that it was very different from like what you typically get in marvel movies yeah the other thing i liked was that the pacing of this movie is great i was never bored for a second in this movie mm. i agree with everything you guys said about like the issues the matting issues and everything yeah. in this movie and the lack of stakes and everything at the same time i was consistently entertained this whole movie yeah, there wasn't a second where i was like yeah. waiting for the for the scene to end yeah it was a good like but the, the buddy cop feel between her and sam jackson yes. was like was really good yeah um, they, they kept things clipping with like the yeah. jokes and the quips and everything yeah yeah and they did a good like they did a good job not making like the character of nick fury seem like less i don't know whatever they didn't like they didn't take away like the gravitas of his character by making him funny which I thought was like, some, I was like kind of worried about that while I was watching the movie. I was like, we've only known Nick Fury as this kind of like badass, like, like director of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the future movies. But now he's kind of this funny buddy cop. Are we going to like, is it going to mess with how we think of Nick Fury? That didn't happen. Well, it was kind of like an interesting like earlier version of Fury where you, it's him before he becomes a little old and badass, yeah. right? Yeah. He's like still like, he's like dancing and singing and stuff. Right. It's funny. And of course the irony is like Samuel Jackson is like, 10 years older in this movie than he was in some of the other movies but he <laughs> right. still does a good job shows his like range as an actor definitely um, 
Yeah, I agree with you. I was so, entertained the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Should, should we move on to the, discussing the characters now? Yeah. Since we've, uh, well, let's talk about, like, Sam Jackson's we're talking about. Well, let's yeah. give, should we give, should we give, like, a subgrade for, for plot? Sure. Hmm. Well, I just, I just like grading things. Well, <laughs> it, gives me, it gives me a lot of power. Oh, well, yeah. so, well, since you introduced the idea, you have to go first. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm for it. I, I give the, I give the plot, I'm gonna give it a C minus. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't flunk him out of my grade, mm. but he's not like, he's not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wow. Damn. Wow. All right. Perfect professor. Unless you professor bribe. Don't come from personal experience. Unless here. you're going to bribe the, the swim team coach. Which <laughs> so that's how you got to do. That's oh, how yeah. oh. Some personal uh, information yeah. we hear on the podcast, guys. Indeed, yeah. Indeed. Stay tuned um, for this type of riveting invitation. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to give it. I'm gonna be a more generous. It's not like great, but I don't think it was like that bad. So I think it's like a B minus. I, I would I would give it B minus also. I would say it's 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 watchable. Yeah. It, it gets the job done. It gets from yeah. point A to point B. I think like as in like so like trying to think about like how rewatchable this movie is. Yeah. Like by itself, it's like a good plain movie. Yeah. I would say like it's not a movie I would go like. By myself to see again in a theater, like the way, like, like I don't know, it was like Dark Knight or something. Like I would go back and see a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, but like, was I entertained? Yeah. Like, did I was like glad I spent like two and a half hours or whatever like watching the movie. We're getting, we're totally. getting ahead. This, we're getting ahead of ourselves with the overall. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I get this. Right, just that's for true. the plot, so, B, that's true, B that's minus. True. Yeah. And our script is gone. All right. Sorry, guys. This is a professional podcast. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back right. from commercial break. So, uh, let's move on to the characters. Yeah, the first. So, should we hit uh, Carol Danvers first? It's gotta be her first. So, I think I'm... Are we doing... Are we, doing are, we, are we talking about just, like, how we thought the characters are whole were, or, like, how each individual character... Uh, we can do, like, the individual characters. Yeah. yeah. We can do that first, and then come to... All right. Kind of bring it all together. Let's do it. Yeah. So, I think for Carol Danvers, like, I think the, the movie is, like, it's, like, not very subtle about, like, uh, it's, mich- it's, like, uh message of, like, women empowerment. Yeah. Which I think was actually great. Like, I think it's cool to, to see, like... Uh, maybe it's the first Marvel movie with, like, a female lead. It is. Um, well, technically, Ant-Man and the Wasp had a female lead. But, it's like, the only solo female sure, lead. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I think it's important to, like, to, to have that. Like, they, they didn't, like, dilute her by introducing a romantic interest. Yes. Which was, which was cool. Just totally. Right? Um, they also, like, as I mentioned earlier, like, they kind of... Uh, they talked about, like, how she had been held back in a lot of ways that are, like totally true to how women have been held back. Right. Um, like, not feel like, like kind of being like jeered at by others uh, who are like vying for their same position. Right. Like back and, in the time. Being like, told they're too emotional and things. Exactly. Yeah. And it turns out that like, they're mo- like that's where she gets her power from. Right. And it was like, like she taps into her anger and stubbornness and things and that in some ways allows her to tap into the deeper power that she has. Right. Movie. Yeah. Right. Like, there's probably like, maybe, this is a bit of a stretch, Maybe there's, like, some connection between, like, the supreme intelligence always trying to keep her down and, like, what I think, like, some people would call, like, the patriarchy, like, patriarchal society, mm-hmm. like, really trying to, trying to keep, keep, like, strong women under control yeah. and things like that. So I think, like, the movie addressed all of those things in a, in a good way. And I thought something that was really funny was at the end where her, her mentor um, and her are about to have this final fight and he's like, yeah, like, just you and me, like, let's go back to fists. And she's just like, no, like, fuck you. I, I, I can fly into space and blow ships up. <laughs> And she just, like, reaches out her hand and just, like, blasts it yeah. into a boulder. And she literally says, I have nothing to prove to you. Yeah, which is, like, a really powerful, Absolutely. powerful statement. So I thought yeah. her arc 
Um, her arc was great. Yeah, I think one thing people uh, react negatively against the character is they say that oh, she has a very sort of flat like sort of characterization in this movie. She's very like deadpan throughout yeah. the movie, basically. I actually like that a lot. I think it it made her more of this kind of Clint Eastwood kind of like mm. Western character where she's so badass and steely that she doesn't need to like spot off all these lines. Yeah, know? I remember like so we were talking like after the movie, and it, my first impression was actually yeah like. It's kind of a bland character. I, I thought about it some more since then, and I was like, actually, it was nice and different. And there's probably some right. compare. Like, I was thinking about this too. I was like, like T'Challa was kind of bland. Like, he didn't really quip mm. in Black Panther, and like she, she was actually very funny though. That's yeah, that's one exactly. Serious. Carol yeah. Danvers is a very, very quippy. Yeah, she's, yeah. I, I mean, I think I said, I, I think I said this like right, right out of the movie though. Yeah, I think, I for me, I actually thought she was. She, she, you know, I think a lot of people said Sam Jackson was her, their favorite part. I actually thought that Brie Larson, as Kat, I thought it was, she was my favorite part of the movie because I think she was like that, like T'Challa, where like she was a badass character, yeah, and she was funny. Like she had a lot of quips, she had a lot of like yeah. funny lines, right? But at the same time, she was like, she was not this character who was like she was not quibbling, yeah. She never quibbled with anyone else. Like she was confident, right? She was confident, and like. She spoke when she needed to say something, but she wasn't getting into these quibbles with like, I'm better than you or like I'm I can beat you. She like, she, if she needed to beat somebody, she, she beat just it. she just did. She yeah. just did. She yeah. didn't talk about it. She didn't she didn't boast about it. She just she just smacked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And it was like, yeah, I, I, I think Brie Larson is like does a really good job of conveying those like characters of yeah. Carol, like her total assured self confidence. Which is not the same thing as just being like, you know, I think Tony Stark sometimes is too much self-confidence. He's just yeah. a giant inflated ego, right? Yeah. You can tell that her her ego, her self-confidence is 100% self-justified. Yeah. And Brie Larson, ask her, Oscar and Brie Larson. Oscar and Brie Larson. Job, does a great job conveying that. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she's a really good fit for this role. I, yeah. yeah I, I think she did, yeah. I think she did a fantastic job and like, I applaud, I applaud Marvel making a character that was like, like, a, a woman character is just, like, so self-confident, and, but also, like, such, just such a cool, like, honestly, like, she's just, like, such a cool, like, such a cool character. She's the person in, like, high school that you wish you were friends with. Yeah. yeah but you like, know, like, you'll, like, start stuttering the moment you hang out with them or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> like always yeah. has the cool, witty line when they need it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just, like, just self-confident, cool, just, like, Beats the shit out of an old lady on a train. <laughs> <laughs> well, for John, that's a good thing. But we here on the podcast do not endorse beating the shit out of old ladies on right. a train. Not publicly. Right. Uh, unless it turns out they are squirrels. Right. And, right. and if at the moment you think squirrels are evil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, so we covered, we covered uh, Carol Danvers, Captain yeah. Marvel. Um, so we move on to Nick Fury? Yeah. Nicholas Joseph Fury. Nicholas indeed, Joseph Fury. Indeed. Everyone calls him Fury. Everyone calls him, his mom calls him Fury. His mom calls him Fury. His Indeed. kids will call him Fury if and when he has kids. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah, I thought imagine that. <laughs> Fury. <laughs> his little kid's like, Dad, Dad, it's Fury. <laughs> his, call his me kids, Fury. His kid's first word is like, Fury. Yeah. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, he was great in this movie. He was just like, he was he was um basically the comic relief kind of sidekick in this movie, which is yeah. like really strange to say about Nick goddamn Fury. Exactly. Nick. But I think you meant Nick motherfucking Fury. Nick motherfucking Fury. Sorry. Was, sorry. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was the foil. Where, Cap, where Carol Danvers was 
was serious and cool and confident. Right. He was the brevity that like helped ground helped ground her character and a relatable kind of funny like yeah. right. funnier character. Right. The way they played off each other was like amazing. Where she was this alien soldier with superpowers, he was like a normal dude with like a gun. And it was like <laughs> it's like a total like mismatch like buddy cop you know kind of yeah. thing yeah he also I think like acted as like like he was asking her a bunch of questions that are very relatable like so like why are you here like there's the Kree and the scrolls like what the fuck are those <laughs> like yeah 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 um yeah he was he was very good and yeah. him seeing Sam Jackson just lose his shit over how cute the the cat goose was is maybe one of cinema's greatest highlights of 2019 like if we do the highlight reel of 2019 that has to be on there just sam just sam jackson like falling in love with this cat yeah (laughs) amazing yeah it was it was phenomenal he kills it and that's why he's one of the greatest actors out there yeah and that's right not everybody can convincingly love a cat you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're tough to love sometimes he's 70 years old that's yeah, not mine. Man, not in this movie. The, the de-aging is crazy. The, de- the, the CGI here really is amazing. We should say, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's eerie. Like, you know, Rogue One, I think they tried to do some de-aging there, and it was yeah. awful. Yeah. Here, it's it, they killed it. Yeah, yeah, like, I forgot that that was not how he looked like. Yeah, same. You immediately you forgot for ten seconds that that's not actually Sam Jackson on the screen. Yeah. But at the same time, for the characterization, I would, like, as to the credit, to the credit of Non-credit. I mean, Sam Jackson once again played Sam Jackson. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's a different version of Sam Jackson, right? Like, Nick Fury is, like, steely badass with the one-liners, and this guy's, like, you know, singing while he's cleaning the dishes, and yeah. he's, like, losing his shit over how cute a cat like, is. And... It was, like, Pulp Fiction Sam Jackson mm. with, like, plus some cat cuddling. Like a softer, a softer. Pulp Fiction Sam Jackson is like like you those know, sort of quoting Bible verses before it blows a guy's head off. This is not that Sam <laughs> yeah, Jackson. Like a, like a kid friendly, like a kid friendly version of that. Where like he's just like, but like he's like he's there, like he's quippy, he's quippy, he's witty, he's fun. Sure. Okay. He's boy. He's very boisterous. Okay, it's Marvel version of Jewel from Pulp Fiction. Sure. <laughs> okay. But you know, it's, it's not like I mean, it's like you know, some actors like. Some actors like uh, what's it like? Um, God, I can't even name right now. The guy who plays Commissioner Gordon. Oh, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman plays like when Gary when Gary Oldman plays a different character, he's just a different person. Right, he disappears. He disappears. Role, yeah. Sam Jackson. He's always said. Like, is it? It's not like for a second I was like, who is this? Yeah, but still, I mean, he's still, like, really great at the role. Like, oh, no, I'm still a great actor. I'm not arguing he's great. I just wanted to, I just wanted to create conflict on the podcast. Oh, okay. All right, all right. John. I just, all right. I just like fighting. He's like, he's just like fighting. John likes fighting. Yeah. He wants to fight with me more. Okay. I will say, like, here for, like, Sam Jackson, like, in this movie, knowing that Sam Jackson is just playing Sam Jackson is, like, very relatable and familiar. Right. Which is good. Especially right. like when there's all this other kind of space stuff going on. Right. He's like right. he's like the anchor. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's he is the main tie-in back in the rest of the MC, which we'll get to. Which we'll get to in a minute. So now it's the third character. Yeah. Uh, Goose. Yeah. Oh, we gotta talk about Goose. Goose yeah. the cat. Goose arguably the MVP of the movie. Yes. Arguably. Who <laughs> who even Sorry. we on this conflict laden podcast would not, would not <laughs> argue. <laughs> uh, we were doing research beforehand, and all of our research 
was solely based on Goose because, I mean, we had limited time and limited resources. So, do you want do you want to or do you want to read the the background research you got on on Goose? Well, I just, I just, our dear readers? I just I, they had four different cats playing Goose. Yes, um, four different cats for I, I four think, different. I think moments. our readers deserve to hear the names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so we had the 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 lead cat was named Reggie. Reggie. Reggie was Reggie's a cat. Apparently, the sort of all around just all around good actor. Um. You know, he was the actor that sort of like, when when he when when the when the sh- when they did a bad shoot, he would kind of group everybody back together <laughs> and say, "Let's run it again." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he's the talent. He's the real talent. He's like exactly. the method. The exactly. Method right. Yeah, but he's he's the he's sort of the main cat, and then there was oh gosh, I'm gonna there was let me make sure I get these right. There was Riz there was Rizzo, Rizzo. Rizzo. and Rizzo Rizzo was when they needed to hold a cat. Rizzo was good at being held. <laughs> it's a great skill. It's, it's, a, it's an important skill. Right. And, then, and for those of you who've seen the movie, remember that like there's a critical part of the movie where Sam Jack is holding Goose and he eats a bunch of aliens. Indeed. indeed. So having right. a good looking cat for that part is, is it's important. Critical. And the, the, right. the, the cat really has to like really has to own the fact that the cat's being held. Cat can't be looking around. Oh, sorry. I got yeah. Yeah. Gonzo. Gonzo was Gonzo. good at being held. Gonzo. Sorry, Gonzo. Okay. Sorry, Gonzo. Apologies to Gonzo's yeah. agents. We'll be in touch with we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, our payments. Yeah. <laughs> and then Archie is the spunky cat with personality. Ooh. So if they Archie. needed a spunky cat on set, like a reaction shot or something. Yeah. Okay. There, there, there was some of that. Maybe that was when the cat, like when the Quinjet took off, and the cat was right, like, "Right, yeah. right, right, right." Maybe that was, then, that was Archie. Yeah, Rizzo was just there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm surprised they didn't actually just have a CGI cat in there. I'm surprised they actually went through the trouble of having four live cats just four like live cats. cycling through this thing. That's yeah. impressive. I mean, like the amount of other things they CGI in this movie is like I'm sure yeah. they could yeah. have CGI a cat. Like, they CGI Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, like they did Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a space civilization and all these battles in space. Right. Um, and like blue aliens. Um, but I'm glad like the cat was the cat was cute. The cat yeah. was adorable. I think you cats can't, are great. I think you just can't like you can't CGI the cuteness of. Yeah, a cat. Hard disagree. Have you guys seen Planet of the Apes? The CGI yeah. in that is insane. For the face, for the, the for the for the apes and Planet of the Apes and stuff. But like, I think the new ones, obviously. But, but maybe maybe a cat is different. I don't know. Like, eh, maybe it's hard to capture that sort of like soulless, like disc uncaring <laughs> look up towards the world. Well, so that's but what... also maintaining cuteness. Right, so that's what's great about the cat goose is that he helps them out in one moment. Critically, eats a bunch of aliens with them. And the next moment, he doesn't feel like helping them out. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a fucking cat. Yeah. Of course he doesn't. That was... That was like a great Sorry, I, think, I think it's a girl, actually. I think Goose um, is a girl. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like... I think it's a guy. Maybe it depends on which of the four we're playing the cat. Uh, true. I love... I love saying that. He's like, you gotta pick a side, Goose. <laughs> I also, also love that the name of the cat is Goose. We were talking about this before, like, probably a throwback to Top Gun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's a lot like, of, there's like a lot of sidekick. feels in this movie. Yeah, sure. fighter pilots, all of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Goose, really, like, back to, like, the relatability thing, like, it's just relatable how much of a cat Goose is. Exactly what you said. One moment, he's helping everyone out. The other moment, just doesn't feel like it. Right. And so right. just kind of walks away. Right. If anyone who's ever interacted with a cat, it's still immensely relatable. Indeed. Even though it's a flurkin, it still has cat attributes. Flirkin. So. Indeed. And, and, like, earlier on, like, we just thought that was just going to be a joke because, like, the the Kree had this like this device that would tell them how dangerous different different people right, were, right. and like went over to Samuel Jackson or went over the cat first. And they were like, "This cat highly dangerous," and we the audience just thought like, "Okay, like, <clears throat> lol." They're just like, "Cat, yeah." Cat. And then go Samuel Jackson did like danger level it was like low to none, and he's <laughs> like, "This thing must be busted." And it turns out the cat is like 
the strongest, like one of the strongest characters strongest we've seen. Right. I can't. I can't wait for Goose to uh, take down Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Thanos. take. Hot yeah. take. Okay, you so, heard it here first. Goose. 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 Beats Thanos. Goose beats Thanos. Yeah. Um, but so should we move on to the next section of the the podcast? Well, I feel, since we're... I feel like we need to cover the. I feel like we, I feel like at the very least we need to cover the villain. Okay, all right. Which villain? There is two. So there's Yon Rog. There's the Supreme Intelligence. There's Supreme Intelligence. That's another villain. And then there's, and there's Talos. The, there's Talos, who we think is a villain initially, but turns out to be I think I think a guy fighting for his family. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we can, I feel like we can cover them all together. Because honestly, if I just to lump them all together, I would just say uninteresting. Yeah, mm. I agree. I would say Jude Law, like, Obviously, the villain from the get go. Yeah. Telling her not to worry about her suppressed memories of who she was. Yeah, like that's a pretty and, like that's a pretty important part of someone's life. Like, you also, can't just say Jude worry Law's about typecast in the movies nowadays as the yeah. guy who's like too good looking to be actually good. He's always supposed <laughs> to be evil. So I, I yeah, I knew yeah. he was bad from the get go. He did have that like kind of glint in his eyes. Exactly. That seemed that exactly. He had like you kind of sense there was more to him than was being revealed at first. Right. 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 Yeah, I I just felt like all all the villains were. I mean. Yon Rog was, you know, typical just typical mentor who mentor who's a bad guy right. and is trying to hold the hold the hero back. It actually reminds me a lot of Sinestro for the Green Lantern sort of comics or whatever. Mm. If you guys have read those at all, I know the character. very similar like mentor who goes bad kind of thing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. and honestly, super like you know super uninteresting. Didn't have any of their own backstory. Didn't have any like. Didn't have any claimed motivations in the movie other than the fact that like we're Cree, this is what we do. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. honestly, super uninteresting. I Supreme Intelligence, played by Annette Medding, Annette. Medding who apparently is a great actor. I don't know, people like but it a lot. She's like she acted pretty it. pretty forgettable overall. She, it's it's not it's not that any of the actors did a bad job. No. Yeah. It's that they were just given forgettable characters yeah. who like Served only, served only as a villain for the purpose of like a superhero movie needs a villain. Yeah, like, I was like, I was like Ben Mendelsohn as Talos had some good lines in there. Yeah, like, you know Sam Jackson gets his eyes scratched by Goose and he says, oh, "We'll heal in a few days." And Ben Mendelsohn goes, "Now nah, it's not gonna heal." Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ben Mendelsohn fine, but yeah, I just think that in today's in today's sort of like you know the last the last couple of Marvel movies. Have had great. I think they've had great villains. Right. I think they've had. You know, you had um, you had Killmonger you had in Black Panther, who was fantastic. Vulture. You had Vulture. Yeah, Thanos. You had Thanos, who was you know, great villain. Yeah, you had Hela, Hela, Thor Ragnarok. Hela, yeah, who like, even her had an interesting like, interesting backstory of like, you know, she was shunned for oh, right. for mm-hmm. being too good at what her father wanted. Right. Um, and. I, yeah, I think this was kind of this was a major letdown in terms like. I think Marvel have been doing such a good job that this is just a let, this is just a letdown. Like, villain, villain was meh, and I think that I think I think that drove into why the plot was meh, from like what we talked about earlier. Definitely, definitely, like, it's all connected. But that's all. Um, I, that's all I wanted to say about them. Right. Should we grade the? Great characters. Um, yeah. Well, well do you want to do like Marvel tie-ins and? Yeah. So I guess like why not first? Which, uh, that grading thing 
those guys. <laughs> I like saying you letters. Want, okay, I'll, I'll, All right, we'll grade the characters. Char- grade the characters. John gets to go first. Okay. Oh, boy, guys. This is my time to shine. Mm. Um, At first, you want a conflict. Now you want us to just do what you want us to do. Yes. Just listen and to me. Pick a side, John. All right. I'm going <laughs> to give the characters an A-. minus. I think the two leads were amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the villains were crappy. Mm. Otherwise, they would have gotten an A+. Plus. Yeah, that's okay. I would I would also give them an A minus. Cool. It's it's a lot of fun and I think the character interactions and what powers this movie. The co pilot, Marina Rambo, is great. Yeah, she's great. She's really also, good. We we can talk about her much, but she kills it. Um yeah. Like honestly Marvel movies are the good ones at least, a lot of the reason why you see this for the character interactions. You know, the action oftentimes is secondary, so and this one that the characters deliver. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna have to go with an A minus as well. Same thing, like the like the movie like, at this point, the number of explosions packed into a movie is no longer, like, impressive. Right. Um, and so, and like, it's got to be character-driven. Um, and if we're separating yes. character and story, like, the characters here, like, like almost, like, make up for the story that, they're, that they're given and still make it an entertaining time. So, they do well. The villains, not so great, but kind of back to what I said earlier, like, I think the purpose of the characters in this movie are to make Captain Marvel look strong and, like, a badass, <laughs> and they accomplish that. So. Yeah. And plus, there's Goose, who now we, you know, now we have a lot more faith in our heroes being able to kill Thanos. Goose is the, the backstop of the Avengers. I mean, I think all else fails. I mean, Goose. I'm gonna say it right here. You know, Goose for best supporting actor. Uh, 2020, yeah. 2020, 2020. 2020. Oscars. We'll yeah. Goose, call him up. Goose, yeah. 2020, more ways than um, one. He Goose. has, he has my vote. Absolutely. All right, I'm happy now. All, all right, right cool. we can move on. All, all right. right, so let's uh, we'll, so move on to Marvel tie-ins and comparisons. So, yeah, well, let's just talk about um, any connections, any comparisons yeah. with other movies. So, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll say the, the action in this movie, to me, was some of the weakest, I think, in the MCU, re- among the recent movies. Sure. I think, you know, there's basically two categories of, like, Marvel action. There's the big CGI explosion battles things. Um, yeah. Like, you got a lot of Infinity War, Infinity right? War. And then there's the more, like, handheld, kind of, like, close quarters kind of combat. Like, a lot of, like, Witcher Soldier, for mm-hmm. example. And I think this movie pretty much fell flat on both counts. Agreed. Like, I think that uh, Marvel is kind of interesting because I think you don't really go there for the action scenes yeah. in some sense. Because you know you're going to get, like... Well, yeah. You, you, I think you, say, you say that, but you almost 100% go there for the action scenes. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, like, in some ways you go there for the character interactions, and the action scenes are almost expressions of the characters in some way. Okay. But, but I guess, like, I don't know. I think, I, think that, I think that's people like us who, like, know Marvel pretty well. I think, like, the... Like the average moviegoer who like doesn't know that much about Marvel sees the pleb. Just call it the the scum of the earth. As, as the ancient Romans said, right? Thieves. Um, I think like they don't know that much about Marvel. They're like, okay, a superhero movie. I bet it'll have good action. Let me go see it. And yeah. so I wonder, like, for those folks, like, how much they would have enjoyed this movie. Like, it does have the buddy cop feel. And that's probably what would have saved the movie for them. Like I think they would come go. I think they would go in this movie and say the action's not that not that compelling. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will say like I totally agree. I think the action's hundred percent fell flat. I, I I will say the maybe it was just because the rest of the movie had flat action, but like the sort of culmination scene where like Captain Captain or Carol Danvers like finally re- realizes her full power. Mm-hmm. And just goes like space cowboy. Yeah. Was like amazingly fun. Oh yeah, it was so <laughs> like, satisfying. That was like, like that one. I was just like, as soon like, and she was like hooting, like, cause it just sounded like she was having fun, and she was hooting and hollering and blowing up spaceships. Yeah. While like doing like cowboy spins, I was like, hell yeah. 
That's what I'm. I will say she has more fun using her powers than any other Avenger. Yeah, that was satisfying. And now I have to add to like it wasn't like it wasn't like the Hulk or someone where like they had to get so angry and then they like were blinded by their like whatever. I'm gonna go back to the woman. It's not like like, the Hulk was blinded by this like testosterone rage and whatnot. Right, right. But she's like still totally in tune, still totally in charge, and she's just like I think she's like laughing and yelling and having having a good time while she's like expressing like expressing herself through her powers i thought like that little distinction of not making her like yelling ferociously but instead show that she's like enjoying it right. almost makes her feel more calm and composed and collected even while she is like at her yeah. Yeah. Peak her, of her, her fully powered up book which she's like glowing with like the power yeah. of the test tract or whatever is like incredible so yeah fun. and i think that was like the only the action itself wasn't amazing but like her having her having so much fun with it, yeah, made like right. It's character made again. the action scene like just a little bit better. Yeah, so I think this is kind of one of the strengths of the MCU. Is that in general, the action is not great compared to like my standard all time like great action movies for me are like some like the Bourne series mm. or something. But like, but those this, are kind of and, different though, right? Like th- those ones are much more like like espionage, hand to hand combat. Like, yeah, you're not gonna yeah, see like. Yeah. Planets exploding. In the or boring. CGI. Yeah, I, I have to think about my all-time like rates for CGI Marvel, action scenes I mean, are. I think Marvel, the thing is the actions are great, but like the, the character, they're character-driven. The action scenes are all expressions of the characters, and that's what makes them like shine. But uh, I mean, I think apparently, like, maybe it's an unfair comparison because like it is an Oscar-winning movie, but like Black Panther, the action was the action was like yeah. it was incredible. I really liked it. Was it. So, like the action was so much fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just you just had the, like you had these like people just fighting with swords and claw suits and, and doing like you know, jump, like, doing all sorts of karate shit, and it was it was great. And this and this movie like just didn't it it just didn't have it was just mostly air ba- like air space battles, and then every so often Brie Larson just photon beaming somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, for Marvel, there's a few different types of, like, I asked Tarun saying, like, there's the crazy CGI fights, which are, like, a lot of the Avengers movies have that. Right. And then there's, like, the more Winter Soldier, like, born like movies. Um, and this one, yeah, like, it didn't really ma- live up on, live up to either yeah. of those. But I don't think it needed to. And so... I think it would have been nice. I, I guess, like, I don't know. I feel like... It, like, I feel like we definitely can't compare this movie to Infinity War. Like, Infinity War is at the culmination. No, no, yeah. And so it's Infinity like, War is literally an event movie. Yeah, it's like it's unfair to, unfair to... But if we were to compare this movie to other, like... You know, like if we were to compare it to other average origin movies, <laughs> I think its action is like kind of on par with Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man uh, 1. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd agree. I'd like, agree. Yeah. Maybe even... Do- well, okay, Doctor Strange has a cool going back in time scene, which is like... You can't, yeah. you can't beat, but like... I think, I think it's like pretty good. I'd agree. I, I, I'd agree it's on par with the Marvel Universe, for okay. sure. I think it's below average. I, I think other movies did it. I think other movies had more more interesting, were more interesting visually. And I won't be, t- you know, I'm gonna be that I'm guy. Well, change my mind. Well, we'll just have to agree disagree. I'm sorry. Disagree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, are there any other Marvel comparisons, MCU comparisons that you guys wanted to hit before we? I think we've talked a lot about the characters. Yeah. And we talked a lot about how they stand up to other Avengers and things. Yeah. But is there anything th- you wanted to hit? I before? thought they had. I thought they had. You know. I thought they had the standard, stare, standard fare of fun, Marvel Easter eggs and tie-ins. Um, yeah, definitely. They had. I mean, the obvious is that we haven't talked about him much. But Phil Coulson is here, and he's Phil you know, Coulson. He's, he's good. You know. Yeah. American hero. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's always fun to see Phil. The pager, 
as a like pager. she, like she, she, we, we, we see how how Samuel Jackson has gotten the pager, right? And right. she has given it extra like, galaxy range, right? And we see the the um the mid credit scene, mid credit scene, mid credit scene. One of them, yeah. yeah. We see them dialing the pager, yeah. Right. We see like post post uh, post Infinity War. Well, they they bring in they should they you know they tie in the Tesseract and yeah. how the Tesseract got to got to Earth. Yep, it's true. Um, they bring in the Ronan the Accuser. Right and Korvath, I think his name is played by Jamon Honsu, who shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the guy who's the Ronin. Yeah. Yes, he's the who. Who. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was really hoping he would do that. Right. And then, yeah, and then they made a deep for Marvel comic fans. Who? They made a deep cut with the the daughter of Maria Rambo. Oh. Monica Rambo. Oh. It's Photon Spectrum, I guess, is the most recent, the most recent form. Okay. Okay. Uh, another. Well, I guess that'll be MCU Phase 15. Then. That'll be, yeah. Monica Rambeau. <laughs> 20 years from now when that little girl grows up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. They're just prepping her now. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's probably a ton of other Marvel Easter eggs and tie-ins that we've been missing. There's a Stanley cameo. I guess it's the last Stanley cameo. Well, there's a Stanley tribute in the beginning. There's a Stanley tribute. Which, which yeah. was great. Like, you know, Stanley, like, creator of a bunch of things, Marvel. Was like, we were the only people in our theater who clapped for that. So yeah. The rest of you, shame on you. Come on. To those of you who didn't clap. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, Daily City Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the Stanley trip. Yeah, I thought, yeah. It, was, I thought it was super nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like there was also so I didn't realize this afterwards, but um, so Stanley is on on the bus or the train or whatever yes. that Kevin yeah. goes to. Yeah, and like he's like muttering something, and apparently what he's muttering is like he's practicing the lines of his first ever cameo. Yeah, this was oh. this was the first time Stanley played Stanley in a movie. Yeah, like he played himself like Whoa. practicing. For his first cameo. What was his first cameo? Man? I actually don't know. It was in a James. It was in a James Smith movie. It was. Who's yeah, I've never heard of James Smith. It sounds like the sounds like the default. Oh, James Smith. Like the default name you give someone. <laughs> yeah, he was in like a Kevin Smith movie in like the nineties. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of thematic then. It's like playing himself. Yeah, kind of fits. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's in L.A. Yeah. Maybe he was like on the way to shoot. Yeah, cameo. Yeah. There's apparently another cameo on the train where. The one of the red the redhead lady probably don't remember but the redhead lady that Captain Marvel like kind of locked eyes with for a bit was the original writer of Carol, of Captain Marvel. Oh, oh that's okay. cool. Okay, very cool. I love when they like pay homage to where the stories came from. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say going going to the comics history, this this so Captain Marvel originally was a male alien imbued with powers. Captain Marvel. It was Captain Marvel, yeah. Right. Um, started like a long time ago, and then Carol Danvers originated in the seventies. The current characters went through a bunch of iterations, and then in the late two thousands, early twenty tens, got rebooted as happens very often with comics. Yeah. Um, and had a major storyline, um, which is where her motto "Higher, Further, Faster, Stronger" comes from. And so I think this movie specifically is based heavily on that sort of like mm-hmm. latest run of uh, Captain Marvel comics. Yeah. Well, there have been a lot of. So there's been a lot of Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, there's been, like, four... As is everything. <laughs> right. There's right. been, like, four different people who've been Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, this is the kid, but... Yeah, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. 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 All right, so should we right, move so on to our overall... Overall, overall grade. Yeah. All right, John. You get to go first. Since you like evaluating and judging things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, John is hyperventilating into a geez. bag, guys. Just give me a moment here. Gosh, you guys put so much pressure. I love grading. Um, okay. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the movie 
drum roll, please. Uh, I'll give it a C plus. What? Wait, so a C minus and an A minus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you really care about the plot a lot more. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, characters, great character, great characters, great characters, but fell short in plot. It felt, it felt, it felt really short in plot and thematic. So you said great characters character. three times in a row. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 feel, I feel like if great Look, characters meant that much, great characters. wait towards the A minus. <laughs> great characters, but it fell, it fell very flat in plot as well as thematic, okay. just like thematic resonance. Okay. okay. And I felt like that was just. I felt. I felt like that just made it. Like I would not watch. I would not watch this movie again mm. unless someone forced me to watch right, it again. A little bit of a hot take, maybe a warm take. Sure. Like, Mikhail, yeah. what do you think? I think I'm gonna give it a, it's like a solid B for me. Um, I, I I also weight the, the like the the negatives of the plot higher than the positives of the character. Um, and I think I mean I think the I think I made this point when we came out of the theater too. But like this movie, I don't think would have been that popular if we were not one month away from Avengers Endgame. Like, right. Like the like this is like it's kind of just a regular Marvel movie, but like because. It's like our first taste of Marvel after Infinity War, and because we know Endgame is coming, and we know Captain Marvel is supposed to be a big role, it's like you almost like. I feel like I feel like, like I feel like I saw this movie more out of like due diligence and like homework before seeing Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Than like because I cared about Captain Marvel the character. Definitely. Definitely. And so like in that way like I mean I had to go see it because like I wanted to know if they like have any like references to stuff that's going on here. I don't know her backstory. I don't know what she's capable of. Right. But like, if. Okay, I'll put it this way. If Infinity War like had like a full conclusion and there was not gonna be Avengers Endgame, and this was like the first movie of phase four, whatever phase we're at, I would not care that much about this movie. We'd still go. We'd still go. We'd still go, but we would not be doing an emergency podcast yeah, on it. That's, that's my fair. that's my hot we like, take. We've given we've we've, okay. we've signed away our lives to Kevin yeah. Feige. Right. And Marvel so, I mean, Marvel could release a Howard the Duck movie tomorrow and we'd be there. Like let's be honest. Yeah. But, I, I agree. But that's my take on okay, Captain that's Marvel. That's fair. That's fair. I agree with what you guys said. I would, I'd give like a B plus. I would say I'm probably more ready to rewatch this movie than you guys. Like, mm. if in four or five months someone's like, "Hey, let's like watch Captain Marvel," I'm like, "Yeah, totally." Like, I, I had a great time watching. It was fun. It's funny. Characters are great. You know, like I said, I was not bored for a single second throughout that's this fair. movie. So yeah, I, I'd give like a B plus. It's, it's a solid. It is the definition of a solid B movie to me. Sure. I think I think I would watch it again if I were like. <clears throat> introducing someone to the movie, yeah. uh, but I wouldn't watch it again just like by myself, or like I wouldn't say like, "Hey, let's all go see it." Yeah, time that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't watch it with you guys again. Yeah, because, because you hate know, us. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, right. I watch it someone who doesn't see it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. let's talk Endgame. Right. So Endgame. So speaking. So if this is homework for Endgame, I mean. Yeah, we we gotta do our homework here. Exactly. So first of all, I think it's all right. So first question. Yeah. Is Captain Marvel the strongest Avenger? I answer for me yes. Stronger than Thor. Stronger than Thor, probably. Oh, so, yeah. so, and when I say Thor, I mean like not Thor back then, but like Thor, Thor when they all meet. Stormbreaker. I mean, yeah. yeah, Stormbreaker. Think, yeah, just like the directors have like explicitly said that she's the strongest Avenger. Yeah, I think Marvel has said this, but also like you know if you look at the end of Captain Marvel, she's up there in space blowing up. She's like these traveling at light giant speed. Ships. Yeah, traveling at light speed. She's also like blowing up these giant ships that ruin the Kieser has, and each one of those ships. Is literally the entire threat in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and she's taking it out by herself without breaking yeah. a sweat. Like, she's yeah. cr- and Thor might be able to do that. Might not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he could. Maybe he couldn't. Probably not. But like, 
She is fine, without a doubt, strongest Avenger. Yeah. All right, so what I'm going to say then is, if Thor could have killed Thanos if he aimed for the head, and Captain Marvel is stronger... Captain Marvel takes out Thanos. You think Captain Marvel takes out Thanos? I don't think Captain Marvel takes out Thanos, but I think that she helps tip the scales. Well, I'm going to say this. Okay. I mean, I feel like... When the, I mean, I will say, like, I feel like in Endgame, like, taking out Thanos is one problem, but the other problem is, like, bringing everyone back... So, like, right. just, ma- like, maybe they'll, okay, I, I kind of hope they don't do this because I like Thanos as a character, but maybe they'll say, maybe they'll, like, quickly establish Captain Marvel is stronger than anyone, but they still have to, like, do crazy shit to bring everyone back. Yeah, def- I can see that. I can see that. I kind of hope that doesn't happen because I always like when the main villain is a villain. I mean, um, I think, I don't think, <laughs> I think that, I think Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> is, is well a match for is well a match for Captain Marvel. I mean, Thor could take out Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, with Justice with his Stormbreaker. But but Thanos, I guess Thanos also like he was like I guess he just got I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like if Thanos, I don't know. I feel like some of the stones are pretty powerful, like the Reality Stone. He could do all sorts of stuff, but he just like didn't at that time for whatever reason. I, I also feel like he was. It wasn't like Thor. Like it was like Thanos was under attack by like everybody, and like every Avenger was attacking him, and like sure. It wasn't like Thor, like I think, I think Thanos still like. I think I think Thanos is still the strong like, the strongest out of all of them. I think together though, through the power of love and friendship. Oh boy. Um, friendship, friendship. Through the the friendship stone. <laughs> the, the seventh infinity stone. The seventh. John is still spontaneously turned into a Care Bear. <laughs> John is now called a teddy bear. Okay, the stone like, is in the shape wouldn't, of a wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be a plot for the ages? Man. If just like the Care Bear countdown just, <laughs> just <laughs> took out Thanos. Marvel just becomes the Care a Bear stare. MCU becomes like a Disney movie, basically. Like, <laughs> at the end, of the, there's like a musical number, right? And like they just take they just take out Thanos. I mean, it was, I know it's a Disney movie, but you know. Yeah. So yeah, so that's one tie-in. I'd say like yeah, strength definitely. of Captain Marvel, and definitely like in that mid-credit scene when she shows up, uh, which is very cool. Which is like, yeah, where's Fury? Yeah, yeah, she's cool. she's pissed. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I think. Um, do you think? Do you guys think that she will be the reason they can time travel or whatever to bring back everyone, or do you think no. she's like incidental to that? I think that's still something. Well, if they do decide to go time travel, which I guess there's been a whole bunch of indicators that that's. Yeah. Do, which I still hope it's still happen. gonna be time travel. I know. I'm so I'm, I'm gonna plug my theory because I always do this. Okay, plug I, it. I think somehow, some way, their original six Avengers are gonna have to sacrifice themselves to bring everyone back. I agree. Whether yeah, it's time yeah, travel, yeah, whether definitely. it's not, I think that's like I mean, some trade they're gonna have to do with the Soul Stone, something, something. Definitely. Sure. I mean, the, the reason they're bringing back Hawkeye to this movie is to kill him. Is to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Actually, take that, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> That'll teach Take that you. Better, your weird new in-game haircut. Exactly. Yeah, Captain Marvel's gonna be like, "That was my haircut first, bitch." <laughs> to Hawkeye. You got a mohawk. Yeah. yeah. That'll teach you to skip a movie or two. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right, so that, that's uh, that's my tie-in. What yeah. are the, what are the thoughts? I, mean, I think that, I think that I think that is, it's just like yeah. I think the whole movie is just one big like yeah. You know, we were left with that scene at the end of End Games with Nick Fury pressing the pager. And this whole movie was basically just like the follow up to that scene. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like the homework, basically. To right. Came. Like, yeah, the entire. And that's also why the stakes wouldn't feel that high to me. Like, so yeah, there's this movie, but like, you know, she's gonna be there. 
You know she's gonna be the strongest Avenger. Yeah. Right. She, like, Captain Fury is like not just randomly pressing pager buttons. Like, <laughs> I hope this pager goes to somebody good. Exactly. All so, right. here's another question though. What happens to Goose? Um, I think Goose just goes on to live a good life as Samuel L. Jackson. Um, you know, good friends. Good fun, good yeah. memories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do, you think, think, do you think it makes any appearance, though? Maybe at the end, whatever comes back. I think, so, I think if everyone comes you know, back. You know, he's going time traveling with the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's, he's like, eats the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he eats, like, like, are we gonna, like, yeah. He literally eats, alright, there was, this Infinity Stone is like, it powers, like, light, light travel. Other Infinity Stones, like, people have died because they've just held it. And this guy, like Goose, is flirking or whatever. It's like straight up swallows it like it's nothing. He just casually eats it. Yeah, like, like the, the powers of this like, being like the greatest, the greatest ten year joke of all time would be like all this lead up, and then this fucking cat just comes out of fucking nowhere and just is is the answer. Right, right. And like They're, all these characters that you've loved and lived with for years just get are just useless. <laughs> He's yeah. like time child right to like right before Thanos is snapped and, and this cat. cat comes out of nowhere and just like eats Thanos yeah. and it's just like, what? It'd be awesome if like they want to get, like they discover the powers that Goose has and they bring Goose to that scene where Thanos is about to get up the stones and Goose just like does nothing. Because <laughs> he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in character for Goose. That would be, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a weird, well, a weird but hot take yeah. by Marvel. I guess we will find out in, in a little, a little over a month. Yeah, yeah. midnight, right. midnight, midnight showing. Midnight so show. come back and join Blowout Movie Critics in a little over a month to get our take on Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Bum, bum, bum. All right. We cut the end. <laughs> cut.